the longest footpath in the entire world and many other paths that we adventure on connect through what the outdoors communities call trail towns. These communities support and often specialize in ensuring trail hikers and others from all over the globe will not only remember the trails of planet Earth, but the trail towns as well. Join us on the inside for season six of the Hashtag 59 podcast as we explore the trail towns of the AT. And season six of the Hashtag 59 podcast is here. This is the intro episode, not to be missed. Of Trail Towns. Welcome, Jill G. Yes, hi. My co-host, I am Mike R. And season six is all about trail towns that we are going to. But not this one, because this is just intro, right? Yes. So this is kind of us prepping for it. Yeah, so what are we doing? Uh, what are we talking about? So if anyone has ever read the book, The Alchemist, it is about a personal legend that everyone has within them. And if you haven't read the book, and... I have not. Yes, you have not. <laughs> uh, but I, I read the book. And, and very quickly determined that this was your personal legend, right? Yes, yeah. yes. The way in which it's described in the book really made sense as to me why I wanted to be, and I guess we should say what that is, and that is hiking at least a portion or spending time on the AT, the Appalachian Trail, which is a 2,200-mile national scenic trail that goes from Georgia to Maine or, or vice versa. There is something that's always been gnawing at me about it. But that's not what The Alchemist is about. Right? No. It's a, a theoretical quest for something. Yes. Okay. The Alchemist is... Not about the trail. No, The Alchemist is set some thousands of years. It's kind of like a Star Wars almost. Like, it is a shepherd. I bet somebody just disagreed with you hard. Okay. That The Alchemist is like Star Wars, is it? I meant in... So, in Star Wars, the intro oh, like is... Galaxy Far, Far Away? Yes. Some long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The Alchemist is actually set uh, probably in somewhere in current day middle east and 500 to 700 years ago if i had okay. to guess okay. yeah so that's what got us here i and didn't read that book but i did read bill bryson's walk in the woods perfect which is also about the appalachian trail yes it is, it is. well the alchemist is not about the appalachian trail <laughs> i know i know what i'm saying we we're thought we were talking about books anyway Yep. Anyway, friends, we are day hiking the Appalachian Trail in a camper van yes. over several months. And it is because I believe part of my personal legend is to do that. Just to spend time out here. One of the more popular books about the AT is also about somebody else who didn't through hike it. Just like we're not going to. Oh, Bill, oh did I jump it? Yeah. Bill, Bill Bryson. Bryson. Yep. A Walk in the Woods. Which probably made was was one of the more recent books that made the trail famous. Mm -hmm. But even before and movie, yeah, and movie, yeah, Robert Redford, mm -hmm. who was Cats? Is that Nolte? Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real good. Throwing Snickers off the mm -hmm. side of Springer Mountain. Oh yeah, which is the southern terminus. 
but we'll get into all that later. So what we are doing though this year is uh, highlighting the trail towns that we are going to be staying in, in the camper van. And I guess uh, each episode is going to be dedicated to a different community and or state park or national park, depending on where where we are. Yeah, where we are. So we're going to have a little fun here. Um, anything else you want to say about it before we jump in to our questions? I don't think so. Okay. I am personally aiming to hike about half of the 2,200 miles on the trail. Do you have any goals? <laughs> For hiking goals? Yeah. No. Okay. Not, just... cur- not currently, but maybe they'll develop during it. So what have you done so far to get ready? Shop. Shop. Right? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. So I worked up until about when we left. So I didn't really have, I, that's a total excuse. I had time. I trained a little bit um, physically for the trail. But for the most part, I was really concerned with outfitting the van so that it was as comfortable as possible. So not really. I worked and I wrapped up things there and I online shopped. Is that what you were looking for? Yeah, I think I was looking for that from you, actually. That's pretty good. Because I I was going to say, I I went and got the van from Colorado. Mm -hmm. I made a really epic spreadsheet. You did. Then, you did all of the reservations. Then your mom and a couple of our friends wanted access to the spreadsheet, so I had to make a second spreadsheet because yeah. you didn't want them to Shareable. have full well, I was afraid access people to the would spreadsheet. Change it, you know. I'm a Google Docs. Those that know me know I like my Docs the right one way, and one I, way only. I haven't carried cash or check in about a decade, and I have sent and then followed up in the winter with several campsites to make sure that most of them are checks yeah they received our checks deposits for some i can tell you before we even left looking at that spreadsheet there was a handful of confirmations that were verbals which i was not a fan of yeah i really like to have things kind of tightened up before we head on out that's how they operate yeah Yeah. In, in addition to walking the woods i read the awol guide by david miller you bought the, i ordered it you ordered a loose leaf coffee <laughs> so i ordered it from the library I thought it was gonna be like 12 pages so for anyone who is wanting to spend time on the trail the awol guide is amazing and he originally did it as a he he hiked the through hiked the trail and then he now has a year-by-year book that he partners with a group that basically gives you all the information you would really ever need. There's also another really good one, the AT Through Hikers Handbook. But I mean, for us, we found out about campgrounds, coffee shops, like uh, where road access is, all sorts of stuff. um, I say it's a really good book, but it's a really good book, obviously, if you're going to hike it. It's not like a book you would go and like at the library and just get it's like a you no. know, like it's to research it's like a lonely planet book yeah. or is that what those are but he also has a book about his through hike oh and that was the catalyst for this because gotcha, gotcha. he felt like there needed to be more like, instructions and support yeah. yeah so i read that a few times you got a loose leaf copy mm-hmm. which sure did. was really funny to be reading in Sitting in a papazon chair. Yeah, as these little because lo- it's about two hundred and forty loose leaf I mean, pages. It's a lot of little type 
lot of thin pages. But I would assume on the trail, because we can take one or two at a day, uh-huh. it'll be very useful. Yes. I actually, as you talked about not training, uh, <laughs> I, I want to give a little shout out, a little love to David Miller for the AWOL guide. Our campground small business owners and all the park agencies. Yeah, that's nice. And the Orange Theory crew. Yep. And... In Clintonville. In Clintonville. Uh, Ann Weidinger, my favorite yoga teacher. Yvonne. Oh, your acupuncturist. She fixed my foot. Yeah. My foot was not good in January. Yeah. To do what we're about to do. Right. And my running buddy, Teresa. Yeah. Yeah. All those people, though, really, like, played a role. And my hiking buddy, my Metro Pike hiking buddy. Cotopoxy. Cotopoxy. Our little golden doodle snoozing yeah so here we are now let's talk uh three highlights from my drive in the van to columbus sure because we picked up the van from columbus to columbus from glenwood springs colorado that was my first stop mm-hmm. and this kind of segues into the trail towns and kind of energizes i think what some of these communities can be about in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, where I spent the first night after picking up the van from Rifle, Colorado, we went to Doc Holliday's grave on a hike, mm-hmm. which I thought was super cool. You were I not there, but you did was. not know who Doc was. Nope. Still a little fuzzy on it. And then... <laughs> we don't need I'll to, Google it. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to get into the wider tombstone. Nope. nope. Yeah. Doc Holliday was at the OK Corral with Wyatt Earp Mm -hmm. and is very famous in the movie Tombstone. Mm -hmm. So that was one highlight. Uh, Another highlight was in late May, I was micro spike hiking Vail Pass Mm -hmm. on I-70, got right off of I-70 in the van and was able to do a 12,000 foot hike Mm -hmm. in elevation. You were like, where are you right now? Mm Mm-hmm. And then third was uh, two nights in Hayes, Kansas, Mm -hmm. there, and on the way back, which was a community I have spent time in over and over again and never would if it wasn't for driving back and forth to Colorado, but I think is just another idea of like a community that has a lot going on, but you have to go in there and see what's happening Mm -hmm. and find some nooks and crannies. And I got a job offer in Vandalia, Illinois. That's exciting. What the... Like a work stay? A work stay at a campground. You love that stuff. Yeah, I know. And, and you just... Not into it. It makes you so nervous that I'm going <laughs> to accept the job offer before you're even there. There's a chance we'll live permanently at a campsite. Yeah, thanks, Barb, for offering me that job <laughs> on my third night in the van. Uh, but I think the drive back, though, just kind of highlighted some of what we're going to be able to do on the trail. Yeah. And get into it. Okay, uh, what did you have to do this week to get ready well we did a lot of things to get ready but I think it was really like that's pertinent to this is trying to whittle our stuff down into what we were going to take and what we're going to store which is always a much more massive project than I ever think because I think that we live fairly minimally like we I would never say we're minimalist by any stretch of the imagination but like we definitely don't have a ton of stuff. 
and just trying to whittle it down to what would fit took a long time, days of like working, you know, day and night on it. Yeah. All we have is a 10 by 10 storage unit. Uh huh. And we just, in the van. Yeah. In the van. And we just couldn't figure it out. Well, we shipped a little bit of stuff to my parents too, but yeah. So, I mean, our stuff is starting to be spread all over, but I think it was really just kind of trying to determine what we were going to want, what climates we were going to be in, what time of year it was going to be when we were certain places on the trail, and then how little, how little we could pack it up and make it fit. Because we actually have a lot of room in the van, but it is trying to make it as spacious as possible. Huge game of Tetris. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty consistently. Which, to give a little love to one of a great artist, Beck, uh, pots and pans and clap your hands. Oh, is that a song? Bottles and cans and clap your hands, where it's at, I bet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess I don't know the lyrics. Pots and pans and clap your hands. <laughs> yeah. That's what I kind of felt like, though. Like, yeah. I was kind of humming that song as we were walking in and out of the van that whole week in mm-hmm. Glenville. Uh, permethrin clothing spray. If anybody doesn't know about permethrin, that is a spray that you spray on your clothes for ticks, mosquitoes, and it. Yeah, it either mimics the is it the chrysanthemum plant, yeah. or it's a derivative of that. I don't know for sure, but it's fairly toxic when wet. But once it dries, it's safe to humans and dogs. Not to cats. Fine for cows and horses. N- you, none of us should have it on our skin, though, when wet or ingest it. But you technically can. I think it said on there you might be able to spray it on your dog. We didn't. Yeah. But, um, Strange stuff. I don't stuff. know. Definitely read the instructions if you're looking at it. But uh, shout out to Jason from Hashtag 59 Crew. He, at our last trash cleanup, was talking to me about it and about um, that some clothing has it in it. And so I found some clothing, and then when I was telling you that I had ordered some, it was like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to treat our backpacks. We do have a small tent if we ever need it, hammock, that kind of stuff. We're supposed to treat all of that, our shoes. Well, and and considering I got a tick on me on the way back on the way back and Cotopaxi got a tick on a metro park hike in columbus that same week it's tick season and it's very prevalent on the at yeah that's also something in the awol guide mm-hmm. but until you really lay down the cardboard in your front yard and start spraying all your clothes with permethrin uh you're not really in it i don't think no. i know that some of our friends did it when we backpacked the enchantments we didn't but would have been smart yeah. so it's definitely something to look into we also took Speaking of Cotopaxi, uh, daily trips into the van. Yeah. To get him used to the van. Our pup is a little nervous, Nilly, and so we would we sat in the van for just little bits at a time to get ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing, and then uh, we learned how to uh, do gray water dumps and freshwater refills. Yep. Which was something I think I've done in like, well, I mean, I've primarily done vans in like Iceland, and we've done a couple trips in like red river gorge but like not to the extent that we're doing with this so Mm -hmm. it is a whole different animal and i hope that gets easier (laughs) just a job yeah so we yeah all we did was do a little demo Mm -hmm. and uh in the driveway basically well we don't have a we didn't have a driveway but like out in front yeah yeah out on the street 
So what is Mm -hmm. one item that we're taking in the van Mm -hmm. that we don't need, but you wanted to bring? Uh, category. It's a category of items because it's more than one. Uh, mason jars. Mason jars. <laughs> I bring mason jars everywhere I go. Little ones, big ones, ones with lids, um, all different sizes, wide mouth ones. There are so many mason jars in here. I mean, there's some in the shoe bin. There's some tucked behind what, another bin. I think we had already run a lot of stuff to storage, and I just couldn't fathom storing all of those empty mason jars, so I brought them. I don't think they're going to be necessary, but we'll see. Some when I felt like we had everything put together pretty well, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, we have, odds and I ends. put two mason jars inside of our shoe bin, and I thought, shit's going off the rails right now. There was a lot of last ending things that just had to come. There was nowhere else to go. And in that shoe bin is my item, uh-huh. which I plan on using, but I would not consider it a necessary item for a day hiking van trip, uh-huh. uh, basketball. A lot of the campgrounds we're staying at have basketball courts. Just going to shoot some hoops. Code Epoxy and I love shooting hoops. We're going to try to get you to play a little knockout or 21. I'm hopefully. pretty good at, I'm pretty good at uh, yeah. knockout. I just thought it's going to be a nice way like in later in the evening to mm-hmm. shoot some J's and let it rain, especially after the NBA finals are over. Horse, that's what I'm good at. Horse, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Where you do the letters? Uh-huh. Yeah, you are I very good at that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be watching the Heat Nuggets, uh, by the way, in the van. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out to the Joker and Jimmy Butler for making mm-hmm. it to the finals. Final question. Yeah. One thing we don't have yet that we should have in the van before we leave. Mine is pretty obvious, my answer. What is that? Well, my answer is, while we have a nice, beautiful, cool map of the Appalachian Trail, we don't actually have like a hikeable map. Like a road map? Like a map to take day hiking the AWOL guide gives point by point but it's not a map oh I think I should probably have a map I think we need a driving map a driving map yeah I don't think that exists yes of course it does there's no it's a footpath it's the largest footpath in the entire world there is no it's not a road not of that you of want... driving from the town to town. Oh. Because there's not always going to be service. You think there's going to be a map of that? Yeah, like a Georgia map. Like of the highways. Oh, so we need like highways. probably a map of Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina. I mean, a driving map. All the way up to Maine? Yeah, you know? Yeah. So 13. Sure. 13 driving maps. So, yeah, I need 13 maps. Hmm. I don't really think there's anything else that I'm, I mean, I'm sure there is. Just That less, I can think of. Less mason jars? Yeah, probably. Less mason jars, probably one more basketball, and 13 maps. Mm -hmm. So I guess the last thing I want to say on this episode is ask maybe to you, uh, why are we talking about trail towns? What are trail towns to you, and why are they important? Ooh. Um, I think that I like the idea of community. I like... um, a lot of the trail towns are kind of smaller communities, so it's really interesting to be in places that I probably would have never found myself, and just um, 
you know, seek out gratitude in, in those little areas and see how we can um, contribute while we're there. That's nice. I like that. What about you? I think one of the biggest reasons these National Scenic Trails exist or can even exist is because of the love, energy, creativity, and dedication of the trail towns. Of indi- Because it's individuals and groups mm-hmm. that live in and around these towns. They work with the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, for instance, in this case. Um, they form trail clubs that take care of the trail. They do mm-hmm. volunteer service projects. Uh, they also have services and amenities for people like us and people that are section hiking and through hiking the AT Mm -hmm. and all the trails all all around the country and really around the world. I mean, I've done some bigger hikes around the globe as have you and it's the same thing, trail towns. Mm -hmm. That's what really is like to me the beating heart of the actual trail. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, right? I think that's it for the start. Okay, great. So, if this is your first time listening, give us a subscribe, click, and you're going to get every future episode, season six, on all the trail towns. So, future episodes, we are going to do a the places that we are staying at mm-hmm. overnight. So, yeah. sometimes we're going to be staying in places for two nights sometimes five six seven nights and it's going to be all things related to what you might need or be interested in around the trail town and the at trail in those communities Mm -hmm. and everything that we do in and around it yeah hashtag 59.com that is hashtag the word spelled out number five number nine dot com For all of our podcast episodes, our outdoor adventure articles, our full trash cleanup event schedule, and Mike R., Jill G., signing off, wishing you good vibes and some adventures wherever you might be. Peace, love, and peace.